What is up, team? This is Pat Finn coming at you with the pre-roll. Happy Friday. We're putting this out on Friday, August 5th. Hope everyone has a exciting, fun, safe weekend on the horizon. Uh, what we're going to do here is chop it up with Mateusis from 24-7 Sports. Talk a little Virginia Tech recruiting. Class of 2023, class of 2024, some top targets, uh, some crystal balls, all that good stuff. Before we go into that, one announcement and one uh, mainstay that we always love to plug. We'll go with that one first. Shout out to our friends at the Main Street Pharmacy. The Sons of Saturday podcast is powered by the Main Street Pharmacy on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, the best pharmacy in the Commonwealth. Go on down there, say hello to Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy. Whether you need to get a prescription filled, whether you want to go play Mrs. Pac-Man, whether you want to just get a Gatorade or get a Sons of Saturday pin for Boston College that says Beat BC or get a Sons of Saturday t-shirt, whatever you need to do at the pharmacy, Head on down there. Dr. Jeremy will greet you with a smile because at the Main Street Pharmacy, you are not a number. You are a neighbor. And then we're going to do another shout out here. Another plug. This one comes from our good friend, Bailey Angle, who uh, does the in-game announcing at Virginia Tech Football. And uh, we're going to be all over this 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 month, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We need all of Hokie Nation on this one. Triumph Together, which is Virginia Tech Athletics' annual giving days here, are taking place this year on August 23rd through the 25th. You know, last year, earlier this spring, I guess I should say last academic year, had a lot of momentum going on. A lot of wins, uh, some ACC championships in the mix, some NCAA tournament appearances in the mix, This is a great way to keep that momentum going into the next year of Hokie Sports. Better yet, if you sign up to be an ambassador for the Tech Triumph uh, Triumph Together, you can win exclusive prizes like indoor club seats at Lane or even sideline passes for Enter Sandman for a home game this fall. So mark your calendars for August 23rd through the 25th. Help our 600 student-athletes reach for excellence at Virginia Tech Go on to HokieClub.com to learn more about how you can help Hokies triumph together and win some awesome Virginia Tech experiences. We will be plugging that all month. Uh, We might be putting out some video content. If you guys uh, were here with us last year, we we had a fun video the week of the Carolina game last year, walking through the tunnel out onto the field with uh, Evan Massengill. Ton of fun. So head on down to HokieClub.com. Uh, to learn more about Triumph Together and Reach for Excellence. That all said, let's roll into this weekend. But first, let's roll into this recruiting update. Here's the 555.
right, everybody. Lunchtime sync with Matei Sis from 24-7, a proud graduate of the class of 2017 of Virginia Tech. Matei Sis, we're happy to have you back on for a little recruiting update. Give us a, a quick elevator pitch on what you've been up to lately, Matei. Well, it's the off season, and obviously everyone's preparing for football season, but over at VT Scoop, we're covering recruiting year-round. So we got a lot of stories, a lot of people, uh, a lot of prospects came to visit Virginia Tech over the weekend, and uh, you know the past few months have been eventful, to say the least. Uh, obviously, everyone remembers around July 4th, uh, six commitments in seven days. Uh, so there's been a lot of recruiting news. Um, it's the summer, so obviously trying to get out there in my own personal life and and get there, get some uh, vacation in. So uh, it's been a good summer so far. And I heard you made the big move into D.C. from Arlington. Or I guess, where were, were you? You were in Arlington, right, beforehand? Yeah, so moved o- move over the, the pond, so to speak, the uh, <laughs> Potomac River, and now in D.C. There you go. Big moves all around over the summer. So high level here. Want to talk about our 2023 class. You know, might even scratch the surface on 2024 a little bit here. But uh, as of today, August 3rd, Tech stands as the number 36 overall class uh, in the United States of America. And uh, yeah, you, you said it. You know, we had a very fruitful July with a lot of folks getting in the boat. A lot of Virginia guys, a lot of guys in that, you know, five to six hour radius outside of Blacksburg as well, contributing to this 2023 class. I uh, want to ask you about two guys uh, right off the top um, here, you know, the top of the list, but also uh, who have made a splash in the class. First of all, Cameron Fleming, uh, one of our more recent commits from Richmond, Virginia. Um, talk to me about Cameron Fleming. I know he's a he's a corner and uh, this was a, a great get for Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm super high on Cam Fleming and a lot of people don't know this, but he was silently committed to Minnesota. So PJ Fleck got him in the boat to row the boat over there uh, for the Big Ten and Virginia Tech just kept working on him and convinced, hey, you don't have to go all the way to Minnesota to have a good college career. Um, You know, come work with Derek Jones. We can develop you and you can stay close to home and represent for your in-state program. And that pitch kind of resonated with him. And, um, you know, Cam Fleming is is a really, really good recruit. And I think a lot of the times people see highly rated cornerbacks and they're watching film. They're thinking, okay, this guy's a cover corner. He has good hips. He's fast. But Cam Fleming can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's a big cornerback. Um, he's very physical, which kind of, you know, that blue collar mentality, he really embodies it. And I think he's going to be a huge fit because he's not only going to be a guy that could potentially play boundary corner, but someone that could line up at nickel, um, someone that could potentially even play safety. So he has a lot of versatility. I think that really helps with, you know, him as a prospect and he has the speed and physicality, uh, just overall a really, really good prospect. Now moving over, um, moving over to the line here. We have uh, our top recruit in the class right now is Lath Ganim. Ganim, still still working with the uh, pronunciation of uh, of our West Virginia friend's last name, but um, he's a number one guy out of the state of West Virginia, and we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of guys coming on both sides of the line uh, with just 
they're bigger guys. They're taller guys. You know, they're not six, one, six, two, they're six, three, six, four, and six, five. Um, but talk to us about Lath Ganim here, the, the top recruit in the class uh, so far, uh, headlining the 2023 class. Yeah. And he's huge too, because, you know, he really, there was, you know, between West Virginia and Virginia Tech, there was a huge battle there. But, you know, when you're able to point to a guy like Joe Rudolph and say, this is the guy that's going to coach you through your career. I mean, it's a huge, huge advantage for Virginia Tech. And, you know, he grew up not too far away um, and was able to come to campus quite a bit, see the vision, um, got to meet other recruits, which I think was a big thing. And uh, I think we saw when he went public, Virginia Tech really dialed in and got more guys in the boat because now you're looking around and you're saying, I'm not just playing with four guys, uh, you know, at the start of May, I'm playing with 17, you know, at the start of August. So a lot of the guys were able to come to campus, see who they were going to be playing with. And I think that was a big thing for Leith, seeing the guys that were already in the class at the time of his commitment and being the pioneer to say, I'm okay with being the top guy in this class. Like I will go out there, recruit the other guys. So big bodied guy, uh, can play tackle. Um, obviously, really wants to work with Joe Rudolph and and develop to the next level. And you know his track record at Wisconsin speaks for itself. You know, talking about the the current class here, we got nine guys already committed from the state of Virginia, and looks to see that you know we're already starting to take back the state and make that a priority. You know, if you can get. Some of the top, as many as the top 30 guys across the state of Virginia as possible, you know, you, you should be in good shape to bring those guys in and develop them. So let's move over to targets here. Uh, our next target, guy coming out of Washington Liberty High School in Arlington, Virginia. I think a lot of the Hokie Nation who, you know, is either from the area or moves up to Arlington after graduation, they're very much familiar with Washington Liberty High School. I used to Used to run on that track, uh, you know, a few times a week after work. But talk to us about Elijah Hughes. I know he's got some pretty good offers from Stanford and West or uh, Stanford, UVA, Wake, Miami, Duke. I mean, the guy's got guy must be pretty smart. They must, uh, you know, have pretty high SAT scores over there at Washington Liberty. But uh, give us the rundown on Elijah Hughes from Arlington. Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. He's a very smart kid, um, very intelligent, football IQ. Um, really good edge rusher and a guy that would bring a lot of promise to that position. And Virginia Tech is still trying to fill the void there in this class. The thing with Elijah Hughes is it's really a two-team race right now. It's Stanford and Virginia Tech. And, you know, upon receiving the offer from Stanford, uh, he said, you know, this is my dream offer. And that's really hard to argue with a prospect saying, okay, you could come home, could come to Virginia Tech, or you can get a world-class education. Uh, at Stanford, um, obviously beautiful scenes over there and playing the Pac-12, but um, Virginia Tech has been able to to work on him. They got him to campus this past weekend, and I think the tides kind of flipped in his recruitment there. I think previously it was looking like Stanford was slightly edging Virginia Tech, but over this past weekend, I think he felt really comfortable. Um, and, and it's kind of like the same thing with Dax Hollyfield all that time ago. You know, he got that Stanford offer, uh, was kind of you know, Virginia Tech will be there. I'm going to look into Stanford, took his visit. And all of a sudden he was like, I don't need to go that far. I can still get a world-class education at Virginia Tech. I can play quality football and I'm not too far away, which, you know, a lot of people are prioritizing. So Elijah Hughes, 
I would say things are now favoring Virginia Tech and and things are looking up there in his recruitment. Yeah, and before we move over to our next guy, does Elijah Hughes have a set commitment date um, or are we kind of just waiting around for that? Still waiting. I believe it's going to be around mid-September, um, but could be pushed up earlier than that. So I would not be surprised with the late August commitment. And then our next guy here who who did get a crystal ball earlier, uh, my son Kelly, three-star defensive back from South Carolina. Uh, you know, the crystal balls have been flying around here. Uh, talk to us about Mr. Kelly and what he might bring to Virginia Tech and, you know, where we stand with him right now. Yeah, so just got to say the crystal balls have been 100% this uh, this recruiting cycle. So we'll see if if another one hits, <laughs> knock on wood. But, yeah, my son Kelly, he's actually um, the cousin of Thomas Williams, a commitment for Virginia Tech. Uh, from Greenville, South Carolina. So plays at a different high school. Um, he's a bit smaller. His nickname is Tink Kelly, um, but 5'10", 175, uh, came to Virginia Tech's camp and received an offer. Again, has been with Thomas Williams, and they're kind of talking about coming in. Um, has multiple offers. Louisville is really high on my son, Kelly. Um, he's a guy that can kind of play both ways. Um, kind of took his time in high school to really develop into the player he's become. So sometimes you look at, you know, players that, you know, are a little smaller, have speed, but you don't really know what to make of them. And, you know, now he's a back-to-back state champion. He's a guy that on offense had over 10 touchdowns receiving, three touchdowns rushing, um, made plays on punt and kick return and plays cornerback. So, He's a guy that can really fit in anywhere. I think Virginia Tech is targeting him as kind of like your, a nickel corner, um, but he can also play a uh, slot wide receiver. So just a really versatile option and, uh, you know, a, kind of a late riser on the trail that Virginia Tech was like, where has he been all this time? Like we want him in the fold. So um, Virginia Tech is currently leading that one. Louisville is obviously hovering around, but. Again, I think the you know the connection to Thomas Williams uh, being at camp over the weekend really solidified Virginia Tech's place. You know, Matei, it is a family school at Virginia Tech. You can't be at home if your family's not there. And uh, Virginia Tech is a family, so my son, come on down. Uh, who are some of the prospects that you know we should be keeping an eye on here that Tech has a chance to land? or that Tech really needs to land here, um, you know, throughout now until December? Yeah, I think the the biggest name that a lot of fans are looking at is Carmelo Taylor, Hellcat Taylor, four-star wide receiver, Roanoke. Um, he's a guy that was supposed to commit last weekend uh, during the Hokie Fest, but ended up visiting Virginia Tech in, uh, you know, Penn State, South Carolina, Virginia Tech are the top three for him. Uh, I think he ran a 10-5 something in the 100-meter dash. I mean, legitimate track speed, uh, a super speedster, four-star guy. I think when you look at Virginia Tech's recruiting class right now, you can look up and down the list and say, okay, these are guys that will fit into the culture. You see what they bring to the table. You see how they fit. What's lacking in this class is getting that high-end four-star guy that's going to elevate, right? Um, and I think Carmelo Taylor is that guy. It's not often you see a four-star at a Roanoke. Uh, and it's also, you know, to be able to delay his announcement, 
Now, Virginia Tech really has to battle, and, and this is probably the biggest battle that they've faced so far in the recruiting cycle, fighting against South Carolina. Shane Beamer, obviously very uh, familiar with the area and recruiting that footprint, um, and then Penn State as well. So he's the guy that I think takes this class to the next level. He's a guy that can step in early, and you know, having that kind of speed at wide receiver to take the top off a of defense is, is, you know, you can't, you can't find that very often. So he's a guy that Virginia tech is pulling out all the stops for. And, you know, they're just hoping to uh, take over here uh, as he delays his decision and looks to make a, a, an announcement at a later date and time. That's a guy who could really change the game here. Um, Carmelo Taylor is six foot. 170 out of Patrick Henry High School uh, down there in Roanoke. So, I mean, guy right in your backyard and could probably make an immediate impact here uh, on the Virginia Tech roster. Need to get him on campus. Now, uh, it is August, but every day – Billy Ray wrote this question. It is August, but every day is flipmas. Are there any flips that you could see on the horizon uh, in favor of Virginia Tech? At this moment, um, it's it's tough to say. Obviously, Virginia Tech right now is is looking at a lot of guys that are uncommitted. I guess, you know, I mentioned before with Cam Fleming, that kind of was a flip, a silent flip, if you will. Um, but yeah, as, as things stand, um, I'm sure they'll evaluate. But there's, there's no one from another school right now that I'm looking at and saying, okay, he'll potentially land at Virginia Tech. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So um, moving along here. It's definitely a new game in recruiting. Um, you know, I, I feel like the modernization of recruiting over the last 10 years with social media and national recruiting, that's one thing. But then when talking to recruits now, have you noticed any shift from their intrigue being driven by the staff personality and the facilities as opposed to, you know, what they can gain from NIL? And how are those conversations? And do recruits have different goals now than they did in the past because of this new NIL landscape here? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there with NIL. I mean, there are some guys that, you know, four-star, five-star guys that are, you know, well down the line, 24, 25, um, that receive interest from Virginia Tech are reaching out, asking those questions. I don't know how to answer them, to be honest. Um, I'm just trying to see where their head's at in their recruitment. But um, you could definitely see it more in the higher-end guys. I'm definitely noticing that a lot more, um, even if you know their interest fades with Virginia Tech. Um, but I would say for the vast majority of the guys that have landed at Virginia Tech, they're saying the right things, asking the right questions. It kind of feels more traditional that they want to come to Virginia Tech to work hard, develop, and make it to the NFL. That kind of seems to be the mentality for a lot of these guys. Um, so, you know, I haven't heard too much about conference realignment. I, I doubt I'll, I'll hear a lot more from that. I mean, these guys at the end of the day are 17, 18 years old. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't really register. But, um, yeah, conversations, I would say – with current Virginia Tech commits have been more traditional in nature, but the NIL is definitely looming large and it's a very difficult and tricky conversation to have. It sure is. And at the end of the day, like coach price says, we want the guys at Virginia Tech who want to be at Virginia Tech. Um, so 
Last question here before we jump into some letters from the lunch pail. You know, talking to players now and even with a staff transition, a new head coach, and especially guys from the state of Virginia, what would you say is the perception of Virginia Tech football, this staff, and the recruiting efforts that they've made over the past, you know, I guess Coach Pry was hired in November, over the past, you know, eight, nine months? Yeah, I would definitely say it's a it's a family vibe, and it's so interesting because when talking to recruits under the Justin Fuente era, it was kind of like, okay, is it, you know, they're saying it's a family vibe, but is it? But now it feels more genuine, and it feels like more of these guys are coming in because they're making genuine connections with the coaching staff and other recruits. And I think a lot of them want to lock down their places in the boat because they know who they're going to come in with, they know who they're going to play with, and they know that the coaches genuinely care about them, uh, want to teach them up, want to develop them in, into the you know next generation of Virginia Tech great. So again, a lot of these conversations have been a lot about the family atmosphere, uh, coming in with guys in the class that you know either have family ties to Virginia Tech or um, have been around Virginia Tech for most of their recruitment. So. Um, they're doing a good job of identifying guys that, you know, want that homey atmosphere, but also want to work hard and develop with coaches that are going to, you know, build that relationship with them and be personable. Matei, we're going to jump into letters from the lunch pail here. Letters from the lunch pail are brought to you by Sharky's Blacksburg. I know Matei loves uh, Long Island from Sharky's, specifically with Sprite uh, in the Long Island iced teas. Head on down to Sharky's this football season and get yourself a Long Island iced tea with Sprite. <laughs> Ask for the Matei special. Um, so we got two questions here from Billy Ray. One, you have a unique view of these players from before. Or Hang on, let me read that again. You have a unique view of these players from before they get to Tech, and then you get to keep up with them you know, during their time at Tech. If you had to bet on a few players from the last two recruiting cycles, so 22 and 21, that will make a splash this fall, who would they be? That's a great question, Billy Ray. I think, uh, you know, Gunnar Givens, I really want to see him do well. And I know it's, it is tough to play early, but I think the best opportunity to play early is with a new coaching staff where you can make that impact early. Uh, we saw over the weekend, you know, he announced his number for 32. Uh, for the 32 victims, April 16th. So um, he's a guy that I think everyone's rooting for. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, saw him on the offensive line, but you know, athletic enough to do it at defensive end as well. And I think that's a position uh, with Phil Darius Payne that you know is a little more wide open and and could use some depth there. So Gunnar Givens is definitely one. Daquan Day, Wright. I'm so high on him. I know uh, Chris Coleman, shout out Chris Coleman, on the timeline the other day um, was, you know, talking about his ranking. But rankings aside, this is a guy that's 6'4", 235, and runs a 4'6", at tight end. I mean, he's like Bucky Hodges um, in terms of athleticism and, uh, you know, elevated to a four-star guy by our services at 24-7. So uh, let's face it. I mean, wide receiver anyone to catch the ball. That's what Virginia Tech needs. And having young guys, I feel like it's more common to see young guys at wide receiver, guys that are natural in their ability to run routes and, um, you know, a quarterback that can get them the ball. And I think Daquan Wright 
Um, if it's not this year, it's next year. But he's going to be an absolute stud. I can't wait to see him on Saturdays and uh, very excited about him. Daquan Wright, four-star recruit of the most recent class here at Virginia Tech. And 24-7 has him as the number 18th tight end nationally. On three has him as number seven uh, tight end nationally. So this guy's going to make an impact. Hopefully we can get him on the field as soon as possible and then see him really make an impact in the 2023 uh, football campaign. So great call-outs there. Then Billy Ray says, how would you define success in this cycle in particular? You know, it's year one. What is success? Um, is it finishing in the top quarter of the ACC, the top half? What are some reasonable expectations given the new staff settling in and the uh, state of the program that they inherited? I think uh, a good cycle is is definitely um, targeting Virginia. And I think that was the big thing to build the foundation of what a Brent Pry recruiting class would look like. And right now it's pretty much Virginia and then you're sprinkling in, you know, one from every other state around uh, the six hour radius or whatever. But um, yeah, I think right now they're doing a lot of what they said they would do, prioritizing Virginia. And, you know, they're ranked 36 right now. I think if they can remain in the top 40, that's success. Obviously, as the cycles move forward, you want to build on it. But right now, it's about a character class, building the guys that want to stay at Virginia Tech. Uh, obviously, we're in the NIL you know, time period. We're in the transfer portal time period. You want to pick out the guys that want to stay for their entire career. It's, you know, it's not logical to think it's going to happen with everyone, but you're trying to pick out the guys that you know, in three years, in four years, you're talking about this guy, trusted Brent Pry. He's on a winning ACC team for Virginia Tech. He's a team captain. Um, he's a guy that stuck it out, developed, and is now, you know, a, a, a top player for the team. I think that's what this class is about. And I think they found a lot of these guys now holding on to them, fighting off competition from other schools. Things happen all the time in recruiting. I mean, it's the most fluid situation ever. A lot of these guys are are solid now, and it's the summer, and it's great. But being able to hold on to a lot of these guys they brought in is very important. Uh, and then just adding a couple more guys, if they can add a Carmelo Taylor, um, you know, and, and a couple more to just round out this class, I think, you know, that's success to build the foundation. Sean Kim has a question about the future. How are we looking for our top guys in 2024? Any chance that we'll get an early commitment anytime soon? Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance at at getting an early commitment, which, you know, getting a guy from a a class that's technically two years out uh, always seems um, obscure for Virginia Tech, but a guy like Mason Wade um, is someone um, from London Valley that I think you know, offensive lineman really resonates with Joe Rudolph, as I was talking about before, has done such a great job on the trail and with his track record. Uh, he's a guy I could see actually committing this fall. Um, he doesn't have a date or anything set, but I think he wants to end his recruitment early. We'll see if that happens. Um, and, and then there's a ton of other guys. I mean, Fletcher Westfall is the top guy in Virginia um, at 6'8", 300 pounds, four-star guy. Uh, been to campus numerous times from Leesburg, Virginia. 
Uh, Penn State is high on him too, but um, Virginia Tech will really fight for him. Uh, DJ Tolliver, another Lord Botetot guy. Uh, I feel like there's been so many recently. Uh, Daleville, you know, D1 prospects, but um, he's came to campus last weekend, raved about the coaching staff, another offensive lineman. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there's been so many examples of guys in further out classes getting to campus earlier than they normally would. And it's, you know, it's building those relationships. Virginia Tech is still behind the eight ball in terms of, you know, competing with these other schools that have, you know, built these relationships for years. It's a new staff, new guys uh, getting used to territories. But I think they've done a really good job. And I think we'll start to see the fruits of their labor in 24. Just taking a quick glance at the 2024 uh, rankings for the state of Virginia. Only one crystal ball for the entire list here. Uh, it extends to 22 recruits, and Mason Wade is the only one that has a crystal ball. Go in and check out Mason Wade's profile picture on uh, on 24-7. It's kind of funny. He's <laughs> looks like he wasn't expecting the picture to be taken, and he's got one AirPod in. Um, but that could be our first guy. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Then we got a couple more here. Uh Brent Pry fan club. Are we starting to see a significant uptick in interest from 2025 and 2026 prospects? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I can't really speak to 2026 yet. I haven't had a, a ton of activity there. Um, but in terms of this coaching staff, I mean, they've been able to attract a lot of talent and I think it, it speaks volumes about, you know, what they're able to, you know, the hype they're able to generate on the trail. I think it's, it's one thing to get guys in the boat in 2023. It's another thing to set up success down the line, get all those guys to come on campus, enjoy the camps, enjoy the hokey fests. Um, you know, seeing guys in 25 that are able to earn offers. I mean, that, that goes a long way with guys that are working at these camps and, you know, they have a couple years to go until they have to decide, okay, this is what my college decision is going to be. But knowing that, you know, if I perform well, I might earn a scholarship. If not, I can come back next year um, and, and really get to know these coaches. So I think they've done a really good job in building, um, building up, you know, the relationships within the state, getting guys to, to buy in, come to camp and perform and really, you know, test their own evaluations as well. So uh, I think they're doing a good job of, they're not just giving out offers to everyone, but Definitely, if you earn it, you know, they're not going to shy away just because you're a couple classes down the line. Matei, our last question comes from Maurice Russ. Who is the most underrated recruit of this recruiting class so far? I would either go with Christian Williams or Tavorian Copeland. Um, I'm going to go with Tavorian Copeland just because, you know, he's further down on the composite. I know he's up there by, you know, our in-house 24-7 ratings, but he's a guy that's six foot four, 197 pounds, um, slated to play outside linebacker. The thing I love about him is if you watch his tape, he gets after the quarterback, he's able to chase down wide receivers, and he can cover guys in the open field. I mean, you're talking about a guy that shows a little bit of versatility in everything, and the coaching staff wants him to be the next iteration of a Tremaine Edmonds type. And we all saw how quickly Tremaine Edmonds was able to progress from lanky guy that needed to add on weight to, 
monster, like absolute monster. Um, and I think Tavorian Copeland is kind of in that same mold, a guy that can cover, be, you know, a massive linebacker that can chip in in any way and uh, overall be a leader for the defense. So I'm super high on him. Um, I think he's a guy that it's it's tough to see right now uh, the same way it was for Tremaine Edmonds. It's like you need to see him in the weight room. You need to see him after a couple years. Um, but once he gets there, watch out because he could be scary. Love it, man. This is uh, this is shaping up to be a good class. You know, you get you get guys like Haynes Hammer in the boat. You get Dante Lovett in the boat. We got Braylon Johnson and uh, Takia Heath coming in from Highland Springs. Get some Radford love with Marcel Baylor. Uh, you know, I'm loving it. So looking uh, looking solid here, moving forward. Matei, this is your opportunity here. We're, we're, we're doubling down on Sharkies today. Sharky shout outs. Uh, this is your time. Plug anything you got going on, anything you want to shout out. Uh, we will give you the floor. Yeah, shout out VT Scoop. Come check us out if you want to know more behind the scenes recruiting stuff. Uh, follow the latest. We got a lot of good stuff coming out over the month of August. And, you know, shout out to college football because it has felt like the longest off season so far. And I'm just happy that the first game is literally a month away. Uh, and I could not be more excited for it uh, and and to check out what Brent Pry will be able to do with this team. So it's going to be an exciting year. I'm sure everyone is, you know, counting down the day. So we'll see what happens. You got any plans for uh, for making the trip down? You doing any uh, Sprite Long Island drinking uh, on any specific weekends? You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that Boston College game. Hopeful to get in Sharkies at a reasonable hour to to get that long island sprite um and and yeah hopefully that weekend will will be the start of it there we go well matey i I look forward to seeing you down there it's gonna be a ton of fun we're gonna have a lot of uh a lot of good times and uh i I just can't believe we're 30 days away from kickoff toe meets leather in norfolk virginia 30 days from today matey sis 24 7 sports bt scoop appreciate the time my friend it's time to yeah, wander so much, tripping in the sand we smoke out windows drink till we can't stand but i saw you dance like you want to in my head and all that she said is oh i know what you're thinking please don't let us sing